Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Hello and welcome back to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris and I am recording solo today. So um, Jamie is off having a friendship adventure and instead of pushing our recording back, we decided to um, invite a guest on to record with me. So today we're going to be talking to Laurel. Laurel is one of my Bumble BFF people, um, friends, I don't know why I said people, but Um, I've known her for maybe almost a year. I'm not really quite sure exactly how long I haven't even started to like, I haven't even tried to track it, but been friends for a couple of months to a year now, and she is delightful. I think you'll love her sense of humor. And today we're going to be talking about friendship breakups. So we talked about that in the last podcast episode, um, like really diving into friendship breakups and kind of like how to get over them or not get over them or, you know, all those things. So before we do that, though, just wanted to give a quick update on myself. I have been doing a hardcore deep dive into my Instagram number. For the longest time, I thought that I was a number three. Um, and turns out I'm a number six. So I would love to, um, I'm bringing that up to say like, listeners, if you're interested in Jamie and I, or Jamie and a guest or me and a guest doing a deep dive on the Instagram, um, and like how that relates to you and like your relationships with people, I think that would be so fun. So, um, Jamie is a one, I am a six, and the, the six is the six is um, considered the loyalist. So they are someone who is like really loyal to their friends and like they don't give up on people or like loyal in general, but they have like a lot of anxiety and fears about stability and security. So usually those types of people are either phobic or counterphobic, and I'm definitely counterphobic, which explains why the first episode of this podcast was just about like ghosting people um when things are really upsetting to me or like I'm afraid that it's gonna hurt my feelings I become like super aggressive and I'm just like nope this is it it's cut off total annihilation so um people who are more phobic might just like avoid avoid making new friends or like things like that and I I still make new friends but if I feel like the friendship's not gonna be equal I'm just like nope which I think is going to be something that probably comes up in this conversation today just like how we deal with friendship breakups, um, maybe a little bit because of my Instagram number. Uh, Laurel is a three, and I used to think I was a three, but surprisingly don't know too much about it, and I think I don't know too much about it because I was kind of like, I don't really feel like a three, so I kind of never dived deep into it because I just figured the whole thing was a hoax. But once I figured out that I was a six, I've been very strongly interested, so I'd love to discuss that more on the podcast, and hopefully it's something we can do in the future. Um, anyway, without further ado, I'm going to bring in Laurel. Welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yay, I'm so excited. Okay, so welcome. How are you? I've been wanting you to be on the podcast forever, and finally you're here. Um, so 
what questions do you have for me? Or like, what are you thinking? This is just, we'll talk about friendships and stuff, but you can talk about whatever you want first. I'll say, first of all, I'm excited that you have a hair appointment today. Is this the first one since the world exploded? Oh my God. I can't even believe I told you that. Yes, I do have a hair appointment. No, it's not my first one. Okay. So like, (laughs) I don't know if you, so, okay. If you don't listen to the podcast every week, I like, or yeah, now it's every week. If you don't listen to it every week, then like maybe you sometimes miss out on like Jamie and I being super different about COVID. I am very much so like, okay, cool. So this is our life now. I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. The only thing I haven't done lately is like, I haven't gone to, I haven't gone to the movies yet. And I haven't gone to any fitness classes, which I would usually go to because I love I fucking hate working out. So the only way that I would get to a workout is to go to a class, but I haven't done that yet. But I did hear from like one of my friends that they are going to in-person workout classes and they were like, it's not that bad. So like, I haven't gotten there yet, but otherwise like, yeah, I go to dinner, I get my nails done. I get my hair done. I got a pedicure yesterday. I get my eyebrows arched. I haven't gotten a facial just cause I kind of missed out on the like brief window of time that there was open to get a facial. But if there was available to me, I would get one. Um, I haven't gotten a massage, but same thing. Like if I get time to do that, I will. I just was like furloughed from work, not a hundred percent, but I was furloughed like 25% at one point, 50% at another, which meant taking like literally at one point, like a $40,000 pay cut. So I was like, okay, well, I probably shouldn't get a massage. So I kind of been holding off, but now my pay is like back to normal. So I'm just like, okay, good. Like I got to pay my huge ass tax bill. But after that, I might get a massage. How about you? Have you done anything? (laughs) No. And I I think you and I are kind of in the same boat where, um, as you know, like I have family who live in Florida. So I've been like, I've been on a plane more than once. Um, I was just in Miami, which is a hotspot. And I actually was surprised that down there I was – pleasantly surprised that lots of people were still like wearing masks yeah like so good um even going out to dinner uh we went I was there because it was my mom's birthday um and so we went out for her for her birthday to celebrate my dad um and my mom and I and the restaurant took our temperatures they gave us um like sanitary like wipes to wipe down our hands when we sat down the the menu was a QR code so there was no menu you know, so I was like, okay, I feel like there's, although yeah. although they're a hot spot, and I think like some areas that are hot spots get a bad rap for like. Sure. You're right. That's we didn't go to South. Like, we weren't in South Beach. It wasn't like crazy crazy party scene, but like again, pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like we can all adhere to some social rules. Right. Well, and I'm honestly, that's actually really interesting that you just said that because like one of the things that I always say is like, if you ever, if you listen, sometimes like Jamie will say like, well, something is happening in Florida. And I'm like, I don't know, like Florida's Florida. Like, I don't know what people in Florida are going to do. Like, I can't worry about them right now. But like, I truthfully have really thought like, if you go to Florida, like, I don't think you're going to get COVID. I mean, you might, but like, that's not what I immediately thought. But I really did think it would just be like a bunch of people without any masks on that don't want to wash their hands and like, don't want to do anything like that. So actually, I think, and I think that's kind of how the media portrays it because we're so far away. Like, and obviously I'm not going to Florida. So all I know is like, what they're saying is like, nobody in Florida gives a fuck about anything. And then you see the videos on Facebook about people being like, I refuse to wear a mask. And it's, they're always in Florida. So actually it's really good to hear that, you know, maybe like, I'm sure there are lots of people like that, but there's people like that in Illinois too. So it's, you know, it's good to hear that 
places want to be safe, you know, as much as they can. So that's good. I'm interested. I I think I'm kind of the middle ground between you and Jamie on things where I'm like, you know what, there's like, I can't stay trapped in my house forever. Um, As you know, like my job was eliminated due to COVID. So I've had nothing but free time on my hands um, and staying in your house with literally nothing to do. It's not healthy for me. (laughs) Um, Might be great for some people, but it's totally not for me. Some people love it. They've been thriving. Not Jamie. Jamie actually does do stuff. But, like, I have another friend who, like, literally doesn't leave her house. And she's like, she's like, I'm thriving. And I was like, that's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. It's not (laughs) good for you. Not for me. Um, So, again, like, I've been trying to trying to go out and trying to do it in a safe way. And, again, if I'm ever, you know, if a restaurant's too crowded or the the gym has too many people in it, I will 100% like peace out. Um, But at the same time, like at this point, I am going to Orange Theory. Um, they're doing a great job of social distancing and sanitizing, and they require masks, and everyone wears them, and they take temperatures before every class. Like they're doing a great job, and I feel like by going to class, I'm assuming roughly the same amount of risk as I do going to the grocery store mm-hmm. um, in terms of like people touching things, right? You know, and putting right. them back, so. Now, do you, when you do Orange Theory, do you get to wear a mask while you do it? Or because I, I that was been, that's been my biggest concern about going to workout classes is like I don't know if I'm like okay, like do I feel cool to like be someplace where no like we we all don't have unmasks together? But I also am like, bitch, you're not about to like actually do a cardio class with a mask on. Like I just don't I don't see that for myself. I am really out of shape at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, not making it through a class without a, with a mask on. Like it is not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on what the class is. So Orange Theory, there are three areas, like you're on a treadmill, you're on a rower, or you're at a weight station. Um, And so they've made it so every class is a 3G or three group. So there's all three stations are like active, I guess. So you spend basically 15 minutes in each area. And then you, there's, then everybody stops, wipes everything down and kind of transitions to the next area. Um, So you're, you know, you're told where to start. So if I start on the treadmill, like when I get put, put both feet on my treadmill, I'm allowed to take off my mask. Um, so like okay. when you're running, you don't have to run with a mask on, Got but it. if I'm going to get off the treadmill to go to the bathroom or get Got some it. hand sanitizer, like you have to have a mask on. So it's kind of like when you go to the restaurant and you're outside, like you take your mask off and then, but if you have to go inside, like to like go to the restroom or anything like that, like if you leave your table, you put your mask back on. Correct. And okay. so again, and I, again, my, my personal studio, you know, the owner of it, she set up these machines. They're called Molecule, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. Um, I'm sure you've seen like Instagram ads and stuff on them. They've been blowing up. They're crazy expensive machines, <laughs> but it's basically like an FDA type approved oh, filter. Cool. Oh. So it like kills virus. Uh-oh. Laurel, oh sorry, you cut. You're. I think I cut. It cut out for a little bit. So it kills viruses, and then what happens? Oh, like it kills viruses, and they just are all like set up. Or gym, there's like five or six of them around the space. So I'm like, okay, between sanitizing, everyone wearing masks, this thing, temperature checks going in, like I feel safe. Nice. I don't know if I would go to like a Zumba class. To your point, where like everybody takes off their mask, but we're not actually really that far apart from each other. Right. Yeah, you know, so that's but like, well, I don't know, maybe the next time I record an episode, I might go to a workout class. I don't know. I'm still kind of just like, I don't know. But like, you know, who knows? And honestly, when you were talking, I was just like thinking about it. Because like, when you first started, you were like, I think I'm between you and Jamie. But actually, like, I would have never gone to a workout class. So I actually think 
really like I'm afraid to go and you're not. So I actually think you're probably doing more stuff than I am. But then I thought about it. I have another friend who I was talking to yesterday and I was like, man, I'm really considering going to the movies. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so dangerous. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I mean, the thing about the movie is like at least I can leave my mask on the whole time and like I don't have to sit around people. So I was like, okay. But, like, she was like, that seems really scary. But then she was telling me she and, like, her boyfriend, like, her long-term partner, they are staying – like, they're doing, like, an overnight stay at a hotel, which I totally think I would love to do. But I'm kind of still, like, a little bit afraid to do that. So then this the reason I'm saying that is, like, through talking to you, I actually don't even know if I think people are, like, like you're between me and Jamie or, like – I'm between you and Jamie. I actually think that we're all just doing whatever like we personally feel comfortable with because like maybe I'm doing yeah. like one thing that you might not feel comfortable with, but like I don't necessarily know about the workout yet. But like actually like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, okay, maybe that doesn't sound so bad. So like I feel like you talked to me like I, like more people that yeah. talked to me about it. I'm like, okay, like maybe this wouldn't be so bad. And my friend staying at the ho- the hotel yesterday, I was like, okay, like maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Like it seems. Like, maybe it's safe. So I think, you know, we're all just kind of doing our own thing. And I have been thinking about it in, like, terms of, like, okay, like, I'm at this level of feeling safe. But, like, even through this conversation, I'm like, maybe that's just not even a thing. Because I'm like, I would have never considered, you know, working out. But, like, I consider myself to be super comfortable. So, but, like, you are working out. And you were like, but I don't consider myself to be as comfortable. But, like, you're flying and, like, going to Florida. I would not have felt comfortable. So I think we're all just kind of just doing our own random ass shit and just trying not to get sick at this point basically yeah well and I think when all of this started um and we had the kind of corona crew oh yeah like <laughs> chat group happening um I think I I kind of took the same stance I think you had said or, or brought up that operate under the assumption that you're going to get corona like everyone is just going to get it the question is when are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it when there is a vaccine? Are you going to get it when it's a, a peak and there's like no hospital beds? Right. Oh god. Um, or how and how bad are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it where you're like sniffly and kind of feel junky for right. a week or two, or are you going to be like ICU bed into yes? Well, and the thing is, like, you don't want to be like you don't want to like try to get it. But I, the thing is, I wouldn't try to get anything. Like, I mean, I remember right. when I was younger though. My mom used to, I don't know if your parents did this, but like my mother would try to get me the chicken pox because, yeah. Like, yeah so, like, okay, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to go someplace and be like, oh man, I really wish I could get COVID. Like, absolutely not. But like, I know, but I think like there are things you can do like for your body and your wellness to help like give yourself the best fighting chance. Like, make sure you're sleeping, drink mm-hmm. enough water, move your body, eat something that's not. Like from a microwave. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've been like, COVID was like real, like real life cookies. Like I was, I was so stressed before COVID, which seems like it was like yesterday, but also like seven years ago. But like I was so stressed because I was like, I need to be doing more. I need to work out more and like eat healthier and like lose weight and everything else. And now, like seriously, since COVID, I was just talking to Jamie about this. I have no doubt at least gained like thirty to thirty-five pounds. Because I, like, don't work out as much as I used to. Like, I was, like, working out a lot. I think we used to talk about this. Like, we didn't work out together, but we were both always doing something. And, Mm -hmm. like, I always used to eat, like, super, like, not super healthy. Like, I love a cookie and a cake and a hamburger out. But, like, at home, I would be, like, okay, like, you know, if I'm going to have a dessert, let's have a yogurt bar. Or, like, let's have some fruit with maybe a little bit of Cool Whip or something like that. Now I'm, like, oh, wow, Ben and Jerry's is having a sale. Well, you know, that seems like a very good idea. 
stop. Yeah. I like gotta stop. I but I but the roller coaster hasn't stopped yet. But like in my mind, there's this funny like uh, Instagram called the diet starts tomorrow. Like that's every day. But I really am gonna try. <laughs> Not a diet, but I'm gonna try to do some more intuitive style eating like soon. So I'll just keep you posted with that. But it has been a wild ride really freaking wild but anyway speaking of corona crew the reason i wanted to have you on today is to talk about friendships and friendship breakups but i think like the first most interesting thing to talk about if you can hear whatever there's i live in the suburbs and it still sounds like i live in the middle of the city because there's some kind of an ambulance going past anyway um I wanted to talk to you about Bumble BFF. So like I recently got back on Bumble BFF um, because like I have so many, I have so many friends, but like I have a good amount of friends, (laughs) but like, I always feel like, you know, like there's certain people who I get certain energies from. Like, I really love, like if I wanted to go hiking or kayaking or like, uh, like something earthy or naturey or something like that, I feel like I would be like, okay, cool. I've got Jamie and I could do that with Heidi. And like, you know, I could probably ask other people, but I know for sure that they would do it. But if I'm like, I want to just do like a relaxed spa, chill day, like Heidi would maybe do that. Like, I just don't have that. And then I've always had these girlfriends who kind of had like a lot of the same energy that I've had, which is like, really like I don't want to like Jamie and Heidi and Jen, like all my other friends, they're not really like uptight. That's not what I mean. But like, I think I'm so like, whatever, fuck it. Let's have drinks at two o'clock in the afternoon and talk shit about men and watch reality TV. And I don't have a lot of friends like that right now. And I always have like those girly girl friends. Um, And like the only person who I was thinking about, and we talked about this a little bit on our tribe podcast that even is like closely like that is you, but like you live so far. So like, we don't really get to hang out super much, but um, it's always a great time when I do hang out with you. Cause I do think that like, that girly element of just being like a lot of like really feminine energy, but not like pink and poodles, but just like, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but I feel like you share that energy. So I was recently back on Instagram, not Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, but I was really recently. I was like, did you ever leave Instagram? I've always been on Instagram. I fucking love it there. But I went back on Bumble because like, I was like, okay, like I would love to add some more girls to like my girl tribe. Like I've always been in the hunt of like looking for like a close connection of friends. And I, you and I met on uh, Bumble BFF. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about like what got you to join there and kind of like, how's your friendship journey been going since like we met? I actually don't think I ever asked you like, who else did you meet? Are you friends with anyone else? I shame on me. I never even thought about it. So it's a great time to talk about it now. Yeah. So I, I went on Bumble BFF actually after the suggestion of my career coach, which makes me sound so like bougie and fancy. (sighs) Uh, but it, it was at the t- a time in my life where I felt stuck in my job and I wasn't feeling like satisfied. And so I was working with a coach um, just to kind of help really nail down, like, what do, what, what do I want to be when I... Santa Bucks are back at Meijer. Now through Saturday, you decide what's on sale and save even more on the things you love. Like a Nintendo Switch Lite, just $199.99. Or an LOL Surprise OMG 2020 collection for $39.99. And save time and get your groceries delivered with Meyer Home Delivery so you can stay out of the elements on these chilly winter days. Enjoy the great deals at Meyer. Exclusions apply. Visit Meyer.com to get started. Grow up mm-hmm. um, and having a little bit more. I'm a very confident person at work, except when it comes to things like reviews or like speaking up for what I want in the office sure. um, in terms of like my personal career. And so working with someone was helpful with that. And she had said, Oh, she had met a ton of women on Bumble BFF. 
as a great way to kind of like make some business connections and kind of expand her, her circle as well. Um, and so I was like, okay, this could be something that's, that's interesting. Um, it took some convincing for my husband. So we're both married. Uh, you and I are both married. Yes. Um, and so it took some convincing for my husband. Cause I met my husband online. Um, and so he was a little bit nervous where he was like, well, you're not dating. Like we're married. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Um, and I was like, no, like it's girls only. And he's like, well, what if, like, what if one of my friends who's on Bumble, like sees your profile? And I'm like, well, they won't. Cause I don't have one for Bumble or Bumble business. I just have a BFF profile. And like three or four of the pictures I had on there were like of our wedding. Like it very clearly is me in a white dress standing <laughs> next to my husband in the tux. Like, like it's me not, we're husband. not. <laughs> Like, I'm not pretending that there's, that I'm here for anything else. Um, I actually did notice a couple of guys on there and I definitely was like, report and block. Oh my gosh, same. I'm always like, nope. Like, you don't belong here. Absolutely not. Always trying to invade our safe spaces. (laughs) Exactly. And so the reason I had originally wanted to join Bumble BFF was that looking at my, and this actually ties into our topic today, but looking at my core friendship group of like, my ride or die girl tribe, they were the, the bridesmaids at my wedding. Um, I've been friends with them for literally ever. Uh, one of my bridesmaids and best friends, I've known her since sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, and then two other bridesmaids are actually sisters and I've known them since my freshman year of high school. So recognizing like the people and the women specifically that are closest to me that are not part of my couple friends, Mm -hmm. meaning like either friends that my husband and I have just we organically have as a couple or that we brought to like the table as a couple, um, you know, as coworkers yeah. or classmates, et cetera. Like these are like the women that I call where I'm like, they don't, they don't know, well, they know my husband, but like, they don't, they don't want to hang out with him. Right. They're like, no, we're here for Laurel. Um, we're not here to like have a couple double date somewhere. Um, but again, recognizing that they've been my friends forever, which is awesome. But I was like, why don't I have any friends that I've made since college? Um, you know, or, or, and again, I think comparison can be a thief of joy, but just looking at people on like Instagram or what have you to be like, Oh, this person loves their coworker and they're like besties outside of work. I don't have that. Right. Is there something wrong with me? Am I working at the wrong place? Like what's, what's going, you know, what's going on? Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll explore Bumble BFF and see what it's like. As you said, like I live in the suburbs, I don't live super far and I'm always fine to drive. Like that doesn't really bother me. Um, to like meet up with people. Um, but I was like, okay, like I don't need, I, unfortunately having like all my friends live in the West loop would be super fun, but also a huge bummer for me involving lots of traffic, lots of parking, lots of traffic. But so I was like, okay, like, can I find a couple of friends who live in, you know, some women that I enjoy spending time with that live in the city, maybe some that live in the suburbs. I'm totally fine if you're like married or have kids, but like kind of just being in a general life stage of late twenties to mid thirties, you know, I'm, you're starting to move up in the career world. Mm-hmm. You're starting to maybe settle down with a husband or a child or a house or what have you. Like people kind of on that same yeah. wavelength. And then you, I think you'd ask like, did I, do I have a lot of other friends from Bumble? I think through you, I've met the most women that I've stayed closest in touch with, you know, talking about Jamie or Heidi um, or even some of the other women in the book club, like Tiffany and a, a couple other women. Um, I think those are the ones I've stayed the most in touch with. I've had some really weird Bumble BFF like group dates. Oh my almost. goodness! Oh my god, I hate those. Uh, I was... Which was fine. I I liked it because it was one of the first times I met a lot of women. 
from online lady dating. Yeah. Um, so I liked that it was like, okay, it's no pressure because there's like 12 of us. So if I don't vibe with anyone, it's not a big deal. Or if I do, that's cool. But there was one girl who was definitely extra. And I can be a lot of a person to deal with. But like, this was like, she created a group chat and she, it was a Thursday night and she was like, let's go to a bar and take shots and oh my God. Like, do all this stuff. And I was like, hey, like I have to... Not to sound extra lame, but, like, I have to work in the morning. I have to take an Uber back out to the suburbs. Like, it is 1130. Like, we had, you know, some great pizza and wine and some cocktails at the bar. It's like, I'm out. Like, I'm good now. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not here to throw down on, like, a Wednesday totally. night until 2 in the morning. Yes. It's not me. And I just feel like that is, to speak to your point, it's so hard. I think that's really the issue is, like, it's so hard to meet people in the middle because you get your like Jamie Jamie's also back on Bumble I, don't, I actually don't know if she is or not like the last time we talked about it she was but I will check in with her but she was and she was like yeah she actually was looking for more single friends and I get that right because like a lot of us are married or taken or partnered like most of us are and I think she was like it would be great to have like more single girlfriends not that I think she wants to go throw down and do shots and shit like that but I think that it would just like build her community like she's really focused on empowering herself as like self-partnered and so I think that that's been really useful for her and like while I'm not necessarily looking for married friends it would be really nice to have more married friends not because I want to hang out with their husbands though but because it's like like you said like oh like you have a house and I have a house like and again that is really not important but I kind of think it's like I would never ask you like do you want to throw down and drinks on a fucking Thursday no bitch of course I I don't want to do that because like I got to go to work too also I'm tired also I'm probably sick of hanging out with you like, <laughs> like this was enough right but at the same me. time like yeah but at the same time like you and I have definitely like sent each other pictures of like houses and like house projects yeah, we're doing and stuff like that and, and so like that's what I more yeah. mean is like that kind of same life wave yes and so I can see where Jamie's at to be like you're right like it's not that she doesn't want to hang out with you or I because we're married yeah. it's just more I'm not going to commiserate about the dating pool right now because I haven't dated in 10 years. Yes. Like, I don't know what's and happening. And I would feel like, like an asshole too. Like, that's why I'm always just like really willing to listen, but I don't have the fucking dumbass dude on Tinder right now. Like, you know, that's just not my, like, I don't know. Like I've got a husband who snores and like doesn't do enough shit with around the house. Like he could do better, but like, that's a different level of a complaint. And then I feel like, you know, maybe you might be like, yep, Steven, like, cleans up a lot yes. or whatever I don't know but like it just it, yeah like, what, <laughs> like I don't you know. say as I stare at the pile of clothes <laughs> sitting on the end of the bed where I'm like really you couldn't have put those away yeah. anytime today Steven it's fine yeah it's fine everything's fine so like again totally love my husband dearly <laughs> lovely human I chose him for life wonderful my lobster human, but, but like, like you know it's little things like that but also though like when you meet I do other also though know and meet a lot of other married people and they are like um they're really really married and I think that I'm like married but like not really married like I think that's a weird thing to say but like I'm just married like I'm not dead like if you wanted to go if you were like when COVID was over and you were like let's just do a girl's like we were even thinking before COVID we were like maybe we should go fucking see Lizzo I think it was what in like Mexico or something and just like do girls and I was like yes but like I know so many other like a lot of the married women that I meet are like but also though can we invite our husbands and go to church together and I'm like but do we have to like could we just drink that would be okay. Like we could just do that too. Cause again, I'm only 31. Like I don't, I'm not dead. I'm alive and I'm only in my thirties. So I think that's like been the hardest thing for me to find is like people who kind of are still fun. I feel like everybody's so serious sometimes and like married and boring or like don't want to do anything fun. So that's kind of been a little bit of a hassle. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the kind of relationship you have with your spouse. And I know that this is a friendship podcast, not a spouse podcast, but like 
uh, I think my therapist had said from talking to her just about relationship issues and things and just working through my own personal, you know, baggage and whatnot. She said, oh, but from an outside perspective, you and your husband are very much like you're a connected couple, but you're not like an enmeshed couple. Like my husband and I, like, it is totally fine if I go have a girl's night out with you and, and Jamie and we go to the zoo for the dessert night yes, or whatever and my husband so stayed home and watched tv and made himself a pizza like he is that is he's perfectly content to do that just like if he wants to go like play around a golf with some of his guy friends while I like hang out at home and like put on some music and garden like I'm cool with that too and it's not that we're not a connected couple and it's not that we don't enjoy spending time with each other or other couples but like we don't need each other if that makes mm-hmm. any sense you just choose like, each other Correct. I'm like, it's awesome that you're there. But like, if you got other things to do that I'm not interested in, that's cool. I'll see you at dinner. Like, yes. And so right before it. So like, I recorded a little bit of something before you got on here. And like, basically what I was talking about, and this will kind of lead us more into this conversation too, is about enneagrams. And so what I was thinking, actually, while you were talking about this is like, I, I know you're a three and Stephen is a six, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a six too. And I think that maybe that is like, I'm maybe I don't really seem a lot like Steven or maybe I do. And maybe that's why you want to be friends. I don't know. But I think that like people, like, I feel like as a six, like I'm super cool to be like by myself. Like, I think I've like, just cause I have so much anxiety and like phobias of other people. A lot of the times that sometimes it's easier to just deal with my own shit, but I love being around people too. So I think that like some, I've been reading a lot about sixes and that is like a very six thing is like, we're really okay with ourselves partially. Cause like maybe we're a little bit insane and have like a lot of voices in our heads. Cause we're always thinking about like a thousand different things, but like sometimes it's easier for me to be like by myself because hearing other people's opinions kind of throws me off. And I'm always a person who like, if you were to say like, if I had a whole plan and then you were like, but Iris, did you think about this? I'd be like, well, fuck now I've got to like go and like rethink everything and like redo everything all over again. So, and I know I used to think that I was a three because a lot of the times sixes appear to be threes. And so so that's why Mm -hmm. I feel like that I was like, Oh, maybe this is like, like how you and Steven vibe because like, I can imagine myself like I don't even like me and Mike work in the same house all day every day I don't see him because like I refuse to engage with him I'm like I have to be inside of my work thing right now so I really can't even go there with you so like I we're very separately together which I think has really worked for our marriage but we've also been together for a really long time so I think that that kind of comes with time um you and Steven too but like we've been together this is our going this is our 13th year together so I'm kind of like I you're good I know what you're up to thanks or if I don't then I'm not gonna worry about it like I can't concern myself <laughs> with like yeah. other shit like that that will give me anxiety so anyway no and I think yeah I think a lot of it does come with uh time but also I feel like with my three energy you know as a three there's a lot of like achievement mm-hmm. and like pushing yourself um and people who know me definitely Again, like thinking about my closest and longest girlfriends that I've had forever and ever, they always joke that like I'm the one who's like the the girl boss making moves and like dragging everyone along with me um, to be like, why aren't you asking for a raise? Why aren't you getting what you want? Like push yourself, like let's go. Uh, But at the same time, I have a lot of the like, but I want everyone to like me and think I'm a good person. So therefore, like Iris, if you said, again, I want to go to, to Mexico to go see Lizzo and I was unsure, I'd be like, well, Iris, I want her to like me. So, like, I'm going to be the that girly girl who wants to go do those things because that'll make her like me and it'll be great. And then she'll like me. Um, and that is. And so. And I think that that's like, like, I totally hear you with that. So, like, I like 
it would be shitty to say that I don't. So again, another one of the things that I talked about on the podcast and like, I hope to do a whole episode about like, I can't remember if it's Enneagrams or Enneagrams, but either way, whatever it is, I wanted to do a whole episode about it. Cause like, I really did think I was a three, but then I wasn't super invested in it because a lot of the things that are three, like I kind of am like, Oh, like that's not really like me. Like I don't really do all that stuff, but the achiever stuff is like me. But the reason why I get into the achiever stuff is because like, I have a lot of issues with stability, which is why I was so fucking freaked out and annoyed at the beginning of COVID. Cause I was just like, this makes me feel really unstable. Um, and I really had to like figure out how to ground myself. I think everybody felt like that. So I'm not going to say I'm special, but like, it really freaked me out because less to do about like getting sick, more to do with like, what about my career? What about my money? Am I going to lose my house? Like I was very fucking freaked out about that. And I really had to like mentally ground myself and it took a while. Cause like, it, and I still feel, yeah. I still feel really anxious about it, but like most of my motivation is based on like anxiety. So like, I think that you and I have a lot in common in that we're like probably both really high, like we're, we're achievers. We like love work and like I I love work I'm still working two jobs right now even though I have like I'm back to my full capacity I'm still keeping my side hustle up because like I can and I I like to be busy I like to work I like to save money like I'm that's a really big thing for me my thing though is like it's I I'm motivated a lot by the the stability it makes me feel more stable to have those things in place and for you if you were like I don't so much worry about like what other people think about me, but I think it's because I'm really counterphobic. And what that means is like, if I think for a second that you don't like me, well then now I just don't like you, which kind of brings us up into our friendship conversation. That is literally what usually happens to me is like, if I get a whiff that I'm like, okay, it seems like, seems like Laurel does not really like me. Like I'm always the one texting her, which is not true. You and I, I think are like, you're really good about that. Like we catch up with each other, but like, I'm always the one who's texting her. And every time I invite her to something, she never wants to go. And like, she's always hanging out with other people, but she's not hanging out with me, which kind of sounds so kindergarten. But I, I hope that people listening to this will be honest with themselves. I think we all fucking feel that way. And it's just real. Mm -hmm. And like, you're always inviting other people, but you never invited me. Like if I felt like that, I would literally just be like, okay, well, cool. Now I don't like you anymore. And like, now we're not friends like that's literally how all my friendship breakups happen um like I've had so many of them like getting ready for this episode I was thinking about like my worst one because I was going to be like okay Laurel what's your worst friendship breakup and like because I'm so counterphobic like it I can't even think about which one was the worst one because like in my brain I have built up this wall that like actually none of them were that bad because I just fucking hate them all which is probably so not true like I really need to dig deeper into like you know was I really hurt by this and I'm gonna think about that while we talk but like I'm so just like if I get a whiff that you don't like me and that's always what it is when I when I did think about like all of my friendship breakups, it was always because I kind of felt like the person didn't like me or like they didn't like me as much as I liked them or they weren't giving as much as I gave. And I felt very like unstable in that friendship. And it made me say, okay, well then a a person who's phobic, which a six can be phobic or counterphobic, a phobic person would be like, okay, like I'm not going to say anything about this at all. I'm just going to just try to like go with the flow and avoid the conflict and whatever for me I'm just like well you know what and I'll fuck this shit we're gonna burn this whole friendship down I'm never fucking talking to you again and I'm blocking you on everything I'm deleting you um which is such a horrible way to be like it's like not great but like that's just how my reactions are um Mm -hmm. but I'm curious a person who's not a psycho six how about you tell me about (laughs) tell me about some of your friendship breakups 
Well, and what's funny is um, I actually, after one of your episodes where you talked about like finding your tribe and, and whatnot, uh, Jamie had mentioned like a lot of her friendships had ended because she was just a lot. And I, I actually texted her and was like, okay, so like, are you and I the same person? Did we just live parallel lives? Because I think, again, big three energy. Uh, we're like, I want everybody to like me and like view me in a good light. And I definitely am a, a giver in terms of like, my my energy my time like like I think I think you've seen this like whatever you need like I got you like I will do my best to help you totally all of that which is great but then what happens and I think a lot of things can be rooted in childhood trauma uh, I think course. we talked about this but like you and I would not have been friends growing up like you would definitely like beat it up like beat up my nerdy butt <laughs> I would in not. high school I always tell you that though like that is the thing is like I know I seem probably like I would have been such a mean girl but I'm I was really like it's really like if, if you would have come to me and I, I think I'm the same way. If you would have been like, Hey, like, I really want to be friends with you. And like you said, you're a giver, you're, you would be involved and you would be invested. Like I'm surprised when I started giving a lot of my friends Enneagram tests, the number three is the friends that I actually have the most Laurel. So like, I think it's because like I appear to be a three. It frustrates me when people do shit where I'm just like, okay, like, but do you want to be a loser? Like you don't want to have a job or money. Like it actually baffles me because I'm so focused on like having stability that seeing other people be cool with being unstable makes me not like them which is totally crazy I'm a fucking psycho but like that's why I think I get I have so many three friends I I kid you not and then I when I did this re this new like okay I need to find more you know more like-minded friends like more people like that that all the new girls that I met again I'm not kidding you every single one of the new women who I've met who I will introduce you to are all threes so like I'm telling you we would have been friends always because I think that we actually have a lot in common. Like, I think that, like, I was telling Jamie this this morning. I think sometimes I appear to be an eight, which is, like, a more aggressive person. But I'm really, like, such a softie. Like, if I'm, like, one of those dogs that, like, barks at you. But then if you pet me, I'm, like, oh, hi. Like, hello. I just want to be loved. Like, I just I want to be your friend. And I got your back. If you said that, I'd be, like, okay, cool. Well, now we're best friends for life. That's a six. We're just super loyal. Like, if yeah. I know that you got my back and I know that I can trust you. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. But you're, you seem to be, like, from what I know in the year of being friends with you, very trustworthy, very much like you do what you say you're going to do. Like, you're reliable. Like, those are the things that I look for. Like, I would rather be friends with, like, a ton of nerdy girls. Like, not, I don't even think you're nerdy, but, like, I'm just saying that because, like, that's how you, what you said. I'd be friends <laughs> with, when I was in high school, my friends were the goth girls, the nerdy girls, the girls who lived in the trailer park like I would be friends with them because those bitches were loyal like they had my back if I was upset they were upset like and that's what I think I look for in a friend so like not to interrupt you but absolutely not we would have been friends no matter what because like you have those characteristics and that's literally what I look for in a friend yeah and again I think uh I, I like your dog analogy where like <laughs> you bark but I bark, bark at you but then you fight me I'm not um, I'm happy mm-hmm. I'm the opposite where I'm like oh you don't like me I'm going to smother you with my love <laughs> until you adore me. Um, and I recognize that I totally do this, like, both in a personal environment and a work environment. Um, I've worked with a lot of difficult personalities in, like, work. And I always get them, like, on my side. I, I joke that, like, it's my secret 
talent is like I'm the asshole whisperer that like oh no one wants to work with this person I'm gonna make them love my department because I work in marketing and everyone Mm -hmm. always yells at marketing people but like I'm gonna make them love me and appreciate me and never want me to leave um do you know that like that is like if I were to say like if I could take one characteristic from you like I wish it was that because like as a six like again that's what happens to me in my jobs like when I leave is I usually feel like somebody is being a bitch and like I don't feel like they appreciate me and so then it just makes me I completely check out of it and so like I wish that I had the perseverance that you're mentioning right now to just be like okay maybe I can change your opinion let me show them how great I am but like that's why I'm not a three like that's why you are because that's a real skill set I wish that I had that and again I think that there's there's good again with Enneagrams or just personalities in general there's good and bad to it you know, it's, it can be really great in a work environment, uh, in a friendship environment. It meant that growing up, like, if I had the inkling that you didn't like me or maybe you were distancing yourself from me, I would almost latch on harder um, or change, try and change myself to be whatever I thought you needed or wanted to keep me around, which is, again, looking back, like, retrospectively, it's not healthy. Um, but again, it's some of it is kind of the product of trauma um again like as a young kid I definitely had I remember it was like middle school and one girl I I sat next to her in history class and we were super close and I really liked hanging out with her um and then all of a sudden she stopped talking to me and I couldn't figure out why and I was so upset found out later that I guess like the cool kids quote unquote um were like well you can hang out with us but you can't hang out with Laurel and us because she's not cool um and that kind of became like a recurring theme you know, throughout like middle school and early-ish in high school until I kind of found my people, quote unquote. Um, and so again, I think a lot of friendship behaviors you learn early and then you kind of have gut reactions. Mm-hmm. So if talking about like friendship breakups, all of mine, if I, if I had talked to you like a month and a half ago before I started really like digging into it in therapy, you know, a lot of it's kind of painting myself as a victim like these people were assholes and like I did everything for them and I like none of it was my fault these girls are just the worst right um feel bad for me uh but again you know I've spent some time kind of looking back on them to be like okay but like it could be 80 percent them being jerks and being terrible people and doing totally the wrong thing but like 20 percent is probably on me for either you know being extra extra needy or you know not reacting to situations well or, or anything like that. That I think comes again, it's a maturity thing. It's a introspective thing, what have you. But yeah. when you said like, what is your worst friendship breakup? I immediately thought of one. I actually thought of two that they both happened actually in college, which is why I don't have a lot of friends from college, which is why I was on bubble BFF. <laughs> so it all kind of like, it all intertwines together of how I found you. And I think it's just ironic that you and I actually grew up, in this, we actually went to the same like high school district. Uh-huh. I went to the, we both like, and we're not. I'm 30, so we're not that far apart. So we probably did cross, you know, cross paths at some point. Yes, only you were probably a good kid, and I was like literally hooking up with 25 year olds and drinking booze. So, I mean, <laughs> and I was the one who was like, I'm going to go to Northwestern and be the editor in chief of my newspaper and like I mean, live my Devil Wears Prada dreams. I feel like it's um, very, very funny because, like, listen, you were like the good one and like doing all the right things, and I was literally like, oh my gosh, my boyfriend will pick us up and buy us booze because he's 25. He's going to come here with his super cool car, but he's a fucking psychopath. And I was like. I had straight A's, I had a really good ACT score, but because I was so fucking lazy, like I was just kind of like, meh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and go to DePaul, which I feel like is like, so 
the school the school differences between going to Northwestern and DePaul like could be summed up in the differences between us. <laughs> but it, I, and it was funny you were talking about biggest pet peeves earlier about like girls who just aren't loyal and don't follow through. To me, that drives me insane when I know that like friends or people in my life are so capable, but they just like can't like crap out. Oh yeah, um, I, I, be... I I I I say I dated a guy. Dated is a really loose loose term in college um and he was a he was a year year or two older than me uh and so he was a senior and he was about to graduate and he was gonna go to law school um ironically him and my husband went to law school together so it was really funny to like see him all the time and be like hey how are you um but like for law school he had like a near perfect LSAT score which is freaking impossible to do um you know, he had some decent extracurriculars, but, like, he went to Loyola in, like, undergrad and, like, gave zero shits. And so he had a 2.5 GPA. And mm. I knew he was smart because you don't get a perfect score on the LSAT without being smart. Right. Because I was taking the LSAT at the time, and I was like, I'm busting my ass and not getting anything near your score. But I was like, if you had a good score and a halfway decent GPA, you literally could go to Harvard. But instead, you're limiting yourself to, like, these, like, not as great law schools just because you didn't You're lazy. care for the last four years and it that stuff drives me insane um you I know, will like, drive I you insane that is like <laughs> literally one of my horrible things like sometimes like I will see a job and I'll be like oh my god I'm so qualified for this but I'll just be like oh like I don't know like I feel like if I go there like it'll be hard so then I don't do it like I but that I think my- that's why you and I make good friends because yeah. I'd be the one behind you being like bitch what are you talking about you care about stability and you should do it let's go <laughs> It's like, very what true. fire do I need to light underneath you? We're going to do this. Yeah, and that's what everybody needs. I feel like every six needs a three. And, you know, in a three, must, must need sixes because we're very loyal. We'll be like, okay, great. Like, we're friends now. Perfect. Let's be friends forever. It sounds wonderful. And it sounds like you want people to say that. Because everything you said that was, like, horrible, like, that broke up your friendships, I was going to say, like, I would, I think that, you know, totally, like, you do the work in therapy. And, like, some of those things are definitely, I'm not a therapist, but, maybe problematic behavior is like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from a layman, what I would say is like my favorite words that I heard recently, every trash can has its lid. I would have loved to have a friend like that. Like I'm always the person, like you even said, you're like, I've met a lot of good friends through you. Like I have never met a lot of good friends through anyone. I'm always the person who's not, and this is not a dig at you. I'm just saying like the things that I would, I'm sorry, my best friend moved to California. No, but I think, no, 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 that's okay. But what I mean is like, it would be so nice. Like for me, like to have, like, I like the, I guess I don't think this is, well, maybe it is my worst friendship breakup. I, I think maybe it is the worst friendship breakup that I had is probably the reason why I started this podcast. And I think it's because like, when she and I were friends, like, we were really, really close friends. We lived together. We had, a like, a really fun friendship. Like, she, we had a lot of fun together. But she was kind of a bitch, and she would say, like, little sneak dis mean things to me all the time. And it kind of, like, put my haunches up where I was like, okay, like, I don't feel like you have my best interest at heart. But the problem is that I had already introduced her to, like, all of my friends. And so we had, like, a friendship group. We had a tribe, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so, like... In losing being friends with her, it kind of made it so that, like, I don't have any of those friends anymore. Like, none of them. And it's not like they really chose to be friends with her. But, like, I don't know what it is about myself. It's probably something to do with, like, counterphobia or something like that. I don't know. But, like, I hate being – I really don't like being friends with people who are friends with people who have hurt me. It's, like, very hard for me to get over. So sometimes I will, like, have these really perfect friendship tribes. And, like, I will lose – if I, if I stop being friends with one of the people in it, 
especially the person who was probably my closest friend in the group, I kind of back away from the whole thing because I would never tell people like you need to choose because like that's fucked up. But also like I kind of choose for them where I will just completely remove myself from the equation. And like even one of the girls who I still kind of am friendly with, um, she was like messaging me on Instagram and she's like, I'd really love for us to hang out. Let's try to hang out by X, Y, Z date. And, like, I've been thinking about it, but, like, I just can't find the motivation because I just kind of don't want to get close to her because I just feel like it'll just, like, knowing that she's friends with this person will just, like, probably, like, I don't know, on some level hurt me. And so I just kind of am, like, it makes, it sucks that I'm like this, that I cannot be friends with people, like, because it's happened, it's happened there that's most recent but it's happened before with another girl who I had like a like a friendship breakup with. But I don't consider it to be that bad because like we kind of broke up and got back together a few times and then it finally ended. And it was kind of like ugh, we grew apart. Like it's like no yeah. love lost. It was no love lost there. By the time we finally ended the friendship, I kind of don't miss it. But at the time, like a re- like during our first friendship breakup, we, we had a mutual friend together who is Nina, who's actually been on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And like. Nina and I have been friends since high school. Like Nina went to the high school that I went to before I transferred to like the same district that you're from. And like, we've known each other for years. We've worked together and like we were friends and I introduced those two and then they became really good friends. And so when me and this girl kind of had a friendship breakup, I kind of lost Nina as a friend too until Nina realized that this bitch was crazy. And then she was like, actually you were right. So like, of course, Nina and I are like still very like, she's one of, she's my, one of my best friends, but like, it sucks because like, I just stopped talking to Nina when that happened. I was like willing to lose my like 10 plus year friendship so that I didn't have to deal with that girl. So like, I hate that. That's usually what happens. So like, I want to have a friendship tribe, but I'm also kind of afraid of it, right? Because I'm like, I love to have these individual friendships. Like I love connecting all of you to hang out together. But I love that like you and I can still like the last time we saw each other, right before COVID blew up our lives, we like had lunch and got a massage just us two. And it wasn't always just the group. I'm like really fearful of doing that again. But I would love to have I would have loved to have had a friend like you or like I love having a friend like you like, I want somebody to be like, hey, I want to be like, I would love some like outward. I love being friends with you because it's so hard to come by. And like for a person who has like a a phobia of being like rejected or being ousted um, and therefore will just cut things off. It would be really lovely to have it. it, I think it would have been great for me to have had a friend like you who was just so vocal about the fact that you wanted to be friends. Um, So, you know. Obviously, maybe some of the things that you did in the past during college kind of like maybe broke some things up. But I also think maybe you just didn't meet your your right people. They just probably weren't meant to be your friends because I do think there would be people who would appreciate those things about you. Well, and again, I think it's all how you react to situations. Like to your point of like, I don't I don't think it's being a crazy six that you cut off contact with people. Okay, are we back? Okay, that was you were back. Okay, Oof. everyone. Just so you know, we got disconnected. But Laurel, you were saying it's not because I'm a crazy six. <laughs> <laughs> I say I think it's I, I think I was gonna say that it's just kind of how you react to situations. Like your loyalty was hurt, or you feel like your loyalty was betrayed for some reason, and therefore you're like burn the bridge, cut it off. Whereas like I think because I react to like either loyalty being betrayed or like being hurt with like work harder to make you like me that can obviously go way too far sometimes and I think that that's why I've had a couple of friendships that have just totally kind of exploded and they haven't been to your point kind of like a clean break it's been one of those like everyone gets 
this uh, this is me being sounded like a victim and I'm not trying to necessarily but like everybody is like we're done like I can't deal with your level of laurel right now so like we're all out um Ugh. which I think can again create it, it's all it's all on how you react and how you interpret whatever the action is like I feel like if you ever to me and just totally were ghosting me like my first reaction would be like oh my god what did you wrong like what is happening and I would want some kind of like explanation as to like what happened yeah like did I do something wrong are you just totally over me like what is going on right now um you know versus like someone being like oh okay like we're not talking cool then I'm not talking to you bye like you have to I think hurt me pretty badly <laughs> this sounds so like bad that I would like I'll take your abuse but I the relationships and the friendships that I've had that have been really traumatic and how they've ended have ended with that kind of feeling of like I've done everything I possibly could probably sometimes to a way too much extent and you know like now I, now I'm I'm not going to talk to you now not because I'm like burn a bridge but because I'm so deeply hurt by what happened mm-hmm. um <sighs> So why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. And again, I think, uh, you know, you did talk about your, your friend with your worst friendship breakup. I think my worst one was uh, my junior year of college. I lived with a bunch of girls in like a single dorm. So the way it worked was it was three single rooms, a bathroom, a common area kitchen. And then on the other side of like the kitchen, three more single rooms with a bathroom. So it was one of those, like you basically had your own private space, but there also was public space. Um, and it was great because I made friends with a lot of those girls that I lived in that kind of pod thing with my junior year. Um, I didn't know them prior, but it was really great because again, like you were like roommates, but also we had someone from the university rooms and clean the kitchen. So like the things that like normal roommates argue about, it was like, oh, like your your room is a disaster. Well, well, we're just not going to hang out in there then we'll hang out over here. Um, no big deal. Um, but going into that year, my sophomore year of college, I had gotten really sick. I'd actually gotten MRSA, the staph infection from the dorms. Um, so I'd spent the summer I had had, I had had, I'd been like reinfected basically like four times, three times. And so I spent like the entire summer, like sick with MRSA, could not leave the house, had to go to like Rush's infectious disease wing to try and figure out like what's happening um and I had found out like I was getting it from other people um that I wasn't a carrier which means like just like COVID like I wasn't someone who was asymptomatic who didn't who would give it to other people I was picking it up myself um but it kind of like wrecked my immune system and totally ruined the summer and it was just like not a great experience that's also why I lived in a dorm my junior year because I was like listen I went back to the dorms but I lived there because I was like okay like it's gonna get cleaned it's not I got the staph infection from like the party dorm that I lived my uh-huh. sophomore year. So like, listen, like this is the more adults. This is safer, you know, safe space. Yeah. Safe space. And it's not like a house where I'm sitting here being like, guys, we have to bleach everything. Cause otherwise I'll get sick. Like, no, we have a cleaning crew that does that. And so no one has to like deal with it. Right. Um, but I obviously, I still have uh, to this day, I still have scars from where I had Ugh. it um, because it can be like flesh eating for lack of a better term. Like, it's still, so my junior year roommates knew that I had these scars and I, they'd known that, it, you know, I said I had MRSA, I haven't had it in four months. 
I literally, it's called HibaCleanse. It's basically like it kills all the other bacteria on your body. I've like, I shower with that once a week. Like it is horrific for your hair and your skin, but like it basically kills anything on it. Um, you know, I've been tested. I'm not a carrier. Like I've been cleared by Rush. I've been cleared by Northwestern. Like I'm safe to be here, right. but like that that's where the scars are from. Um, and so about, oh gosh, 75% of the way through my junior year, I was uh, interning down in the city in a loop. And so I came back from work one day and all of my roommates had moved out and the, uh, the room smelled really heavily of bleach oh and goodness. like, um, and they, they basically came back in and like kept like, like six plus feet away from me. Like if I took a step towards them, they took a step backwards and we're like, well, my grandpa's a doctor and he said, I can get MRSA from you because you had it. So therefore it's not safe for us to live here. So we're moving out and like, we can't hang out anymore because you could make us sick. Seriously? Well, that's like some um, mean girl fucking traumatic shit. Uh, and the problem was, of course, like me and my, like, I will make you love me where I was like, let me pull up my doctor's reports. Let me pull up all these articles saying like, if you're not a carrier, it's not a problem, you know, and, like all these things again, cause I'm, I want to like make you love me. Sure. Um, and so I think that's also, I, I'm so fortunate. I was dating Steven at the time. And I think that really helps kind of bring our relationship closer together because like he immediately came up from law school to the Northwestern campus and like took my side and was like, what do you need? Like, are we, do you want to move home? Do you want to move in my dorm with me? Like, do what do you want to do? How can I help? Like what, you know, whatever it is that you, you need, I I've got you. And I think that was really a, you know, a bonding point in our relationship. And I think it actually proved himself to my parents mm-hmm. a little bit too, knowing like they couldn't be there, but knowing that like I had a support system right. when it felt like my entire support system and like my the people I was closest with in college just ghosted. Um, and so, yeah, like to this day, I still, I don't talk to any of them. Well, and I actually, I like, wouldn't. Whatsoever. That was the bitchiest, meanest thing ever. That was cruel. That's a cruel thing to do to somebody. And for me, the hardest part, I think, was because they did it when I wasn't even there. Yeah. Like, I came back from work at, like, 6 o'clock at night to, like, a totally empty space. Like, they had moved their dishes out. They had moved, you know, they'd moved rooms. And I was like, if you had enough time to, like, go talk to housing to tell them that you needed to move somewhere, like, you've been planning this for a while. Like, right. We couldn't have had a discussion about this or talked about it at all. Um So, again, like, I'm not trying to, like, necessarily play the victim. Again, this is me being, like having the therapist in the back of the mind being like, it's, it's not, I definitely probably played some level of part in it to make them even more angry after the fact, but like there's certain things out of your control. So sure. Again, that was just really I, cruel though. I definitely have like abandonment issues, I think because of it. Um, because it, again, it, I've had a lot of scenarios, various friendships that have kind of ended in similar fashions. Um, yeah. And I again, would... I think, Again, Never I think that's why that I keep somebody. saying, like, oh, we wouldn't be friends, because I would be like, the first time you'd be like, you would be mean to me, I'd be like, she hates me, and everything's terrible. Um, even if it wasn't true. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, I was talking to Heidi about that this morning. I, like, Heidi and uh, Jamie, we were talking about something, and I was like, yeah, like, one of the things I said is, I was like, I really have to work on, like, Jamie was sharing something about, like, there's the theory of fight or flight, but then there's, like, a third one, like, uh, there's there's a fourth one, too. There's, like, something before flight, but, like, ignore, like, it's just, like, shock, like, you just stay there, then there's fight, and then there's flight. Yeah, so there's, like, one thing where you just don't do anything at all. 
then there's like fight, then there's flight, and then there's like a fourth option, which I didn't know about, but it's annihilate. I immediately go to annihilate. But in order to do that, something has to happen. I never, I to this day can't think of a time where I've ever been like truthfully like going out of my way to be mean to somebody. It's just not really a part of my nature. Another fun fact about me that I, I think is like closely related is I'm a Sagittarius. We are super like most of most Sag Sags are very friendly. Like I'm a super friendly person. Like I would never do that. Um, if I was your friend, I would have been like, Matt, I'm an underdog person. Like I would have been like, how dare you fucking do that? Like I'm probably like the person who would have been like to your defense, like, no, don't pick up my friend. Like, cause if I, cause that's the thing about a six is like, if we've decided that like you're our person, then now you're our person. And so we will like have your back. We'll defend you. Like, so I'm not, I would never do that. I'm not really mean to people either, unless you do something to me. And then at that point, like, if I'm mean to you, it should be like, okay, cool. So like, we're not friends anymore. Cause I'm never mean to my friends. I'm only mean to people who I've decided it's like, this is done. Yeah. Well, I think that there's also like a fine line between being like mean, like intentionally mean and kind of I'm going to say, like, familial poking fun at, like, um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna mention my, my, like, best friend, literally be- like best and closest friend, she moved to California at the beginning, uh, at the end of last year, actually, um, and, like, she's notorious for being hangry, like, if she oh, doesn't yeah. eat every half an hour, like, she has a full-on, like, diva meltdown, and she's not a diva whatsoever, but, like, she will have a so meltdown. <laughs> um, yes, like, at my bachelorette party, she actually, like, laid down on the floor of the lobby and, like, had a tantrum because we weren't getting to dinner, walking to dinner fast enough. Um, <laughs> but, like, we all know that, and so, like, whenever there's, like, a meme or something that's talking about, like, sorry, that was my hanger talking, we always tag her, and it's no, not like I'm could... doing it to be mean, it's like, hey, I've known you for over 10 years, and, like, I know you, that you're gonna, she's definitely You think this is funny, you're aware of this. Yes, like, we joke about it all the time, where, you know, it's the same, same thing where she jokes with me, where she's like, wow, how many side hustles do you have? Like, is there another (laughs) side you can hustle? Because I think you've, you've, you've done that now. Like, I feel like um, that's a good thing. Right, but I, but I think, like, that, I'm calling it, like, familial poking fun, where, Mm -hmm. like, if a sibling does it or something, they're not coming at you from a place of, like, I want to hurt you like right. emotionally it's more like a, a deep understanding of like I know you we all have these things that yes, make us yes. who we are and sometimes they're wonderful things and sometimes it's like I have to carry snacks in my bag for Natalia because she will get hungry and then she's awful to be around and that's okay so, like so we all know you it. just need a snack those little Snickers commercials yeah yes like we all know it and so it's fine so I'll just carry some dried fruit in my bag and that's fine and you'll make yeah. and sh- she makes me try on ridiculous like fashion forward outfits that I absolutely would never ever normally pick up and sometimes they're really cute, cute so it's fine it's like, like a surprise uh yeah I feel like that is true too like I definitely think that that could easily happen I think one of the best things though for me is like I think because I'm so anxious about I feel like that I am really anxious about a lot of stuff though but I think because I'm always like thinking about like the worst possible scenario I'm always really good with people, which is like my husband's an eight and like a couple of my other friends are eights. And we were talking about that today too. And like, Jamie was like, I don't know. Like, she's like, it'd be really kind of hard to be friends with an eight. And I'm like, no, no, no. Eights are my jam. And the reason why an eight is my jam is because they're very to the point. I do really well with people. Like if if I ever did send you a meme that hurt your feelings, it would be like, you should just be like, Hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. I'm sorry. Like I, and then I will never do it again. But like, I hate when I have to think about it. Like, that's the thing that gives me anxiety. And I've had that too. Like, too, that's a lot of what happens with friends where you don't even know if they like you or not, or if they're mad at you or not. It's like, for me, I'd rather you be like, Iris, you're being such a bitch right now. And then I could be like, oh, okay, what did I do? And then I'm like, totally happy to like, hear that and receive it and fix it. 
But sometimes with women, especially, I feel like we don't feel comfortable saying that to each other. We want everything to be like great all the time. And if you have any, Jamie and I have talked about this on the podcast. If you have any conflict with your friends, it almost seems like, okay, well then we can't be friends anymore. But like with a guy or or a, a romantic partner, we're always like willing to like try and think and what does he mean? But like with our friends, we're just like, a little less willing to do that. So like one of the things that I've been working on is just trying to do that more because honestly, I think it could make me have better adult friendships. So that's like been my 2020 goal. And I think I've been doing better at it. Like if I feel annoyed by something, I like think about it and then I'll mention it to someone. And and I think it's been helping. Um, But I think that that's like a problem that I think a lot of women share is we don't feel comfortable to say to our friends when they hurt our feelings. Yeah. Or for me, it's, uh, I definitely would say it's probably standing up for myself a little bit more. I know that you've talked about, like, I'm, you're not the uh, cruise director of your friendship group. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) I definitely, I'm always happy to plan things. But again, I think my inner monologue tells me like, well, if I plan something and it's not fun or everyone doesn't like it, like I've done a bad job and people won't want to hang out with me anymore. So I'm always the one who's like, yeah, I'm down for whatever. And 90% of the time, I really am like down for whatever. Um, but there are definitely are moments where I'm like, no, I do not want to do that. I 100% do not want to do that. But like, I'll say yes, because I want, again, want mm-hmm. you to like me or like, yeah. you know, want me, you want you to think, think of me as the like down for whatever person. So I think mm-hmm. I've also been trying to spend some time and Corona totally helps being able to be like, oh, we can't drat. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, that sucks. Yeah, I but to be like, that's not my jam. Like, it's like, uh, like my my brother in law was in town a couple weeks ago with his girlfriend, and they were talking about going to like a water park. And my husband oh. was like, Oh yeah, next time we're in next time we're in St. Louis, and it's safe to do so. Like, we should go to a water park. And I was like, That's not my jam. Like, I don't. I'm not super confident in a swimsuit. Like, I'm confident enough that like I can maybe go to the pool with some like close friends or family or by myself. But like. I'm not going to go. Like, not a whole water park. Not for me. Thank you. Not a whole water park. Not a big heights person. I'm more of a, like, let's, like, read some trashy magazines by the pool and then maybe float around and, like, chill. You know? But, like, having the confidence in myself to be like, no, it's not for me. Sorry, y'all. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think a lot. I think that's another thing, like, women feel bad about saying no to. Like, I always feel like. I, I, I think that I've done a much better job at it, but I used to always be like you. Like, I think I would always say yes to things. Now I'll just be like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> like, but then I think do people like, and that's the problem. Cause I, I was talking to somebody else who I met off of Bumble and I was like, the thing that sucks, right. Is if you say that you don't want to do something, then the person will automatically not invite you to that thing. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, but maybe, maybe I would have wanted to go to the water park to like have drinks and like hang out while you guys did that. Or maybe they have like a lazy river float there. Like sometimes I just want to be included, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and so sometimes I worry about like, okay, if I just say that I don't want to do X, Y, Z thing, does that mean that anytime they do X, Y, Z thing, they're not going to invite me? Because like, what if that's the one day that I actually want to do X, Y, Z thing, and then I'm going to be left out. So it's like a whole cycle. Um, yeah. So like, I it's try- a lot. Yeah, no, I try and follow um, one of my very early bosses in my career used the phrase, and I use it all the time now, you can't poop in the punch bowl without bringing new punch. That, oh, um, like, again, like thinking in a work environment, like, you can't feel like that's a bad idea. We're not doing that without, like, bringing a new idea to the table because mm-hmm. um, it's not productive. And so I feel like with friendships, that's what I've tried to, I've been trying to do, too, to help reframe myself to be like, hey, yeah. I'm not really a huge water park fan, but how about we 
do this I love or that. like whatever. So that way, to your point, like it's not like don't ever invite me to this thing or I'm not interested in hanging out with you. It's that like I'm trying to set some clear boundaries of like, no, I don't really like that. But I do like a lot of other things you and I have in common. So like, yes, but I just don't want to do that part. Um, so, so yeah. And I think that that's like a, a very like reasonable adult thing to do. And we should all try to do better. Whenever people invite me to go hiking, I always say like, I don't really love to hike. However, if we can get wine before or after, then I'll go, which is true. If you would get me drinks, I'll probably go with you. That's usually a golden rule. If there's some wine, I could be convinced. Same thing with well, brunch. I don't really like it, but well, it's I'll also go. like I think it depends on what level of activity. Like you know that we're both. I think we've talked. We started the podcast talking about we're both pretty active people, um, but like I get really hot and sweaty and do not smell the best after like yes. a run. So like I don't want to run a five k and then go out to brunch. I will run a five k with you in that like we can start together and like when we finish we can like have a Gatorade or whatever. But then I want to take a shower and then we can mm-hmm. totally go to brunch. But like I don't want to you just smell my sweaty butt yeah (laughs) I don't love that you know no I totally agree you know it's it's again like I'm not against it it's just like listen again if when you say hike like are we talking about like let's be really leisurely (laughs) and like take a lot of photos for Instagram and like we're mostly just like catching up and like bitching about bosses or whatever or we're going on a walk Right. Or is it like, you know, we're going with Heidi and like she is going to kick our butts and we are going to get sweaty. Like I'm, I'm all about what is the expectation here? Like, tell yeah, me. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, it, I'm but, fine okay. with doing a super sweaty butt kicking hike, but mm-hmm. like I want to know that going into it before I wear like a cute outfit and like put on makeup that melts off my face. Nope. Thank you. Um, okay. So long story short, we both had some horrible friendship breakups for different reasons um but I guess I want to close this up by asking you so like how are things now like are you still on the hunt for new friends are you looking for like your own tribe to join a tribe like where are you in terms of friendship I always think this is like interesting to talk about I think I'm trying to build my tribe and actually you had spurred that kind of further thought about that that because I have such I've had bad experiences about kind of joining an existing tribe and feeling like I don't fit in or I'm easily like forced out per se. Mm -hmm. I think it makes the most sense for me to find my tribe or curate my tribe, which makes it sound like I'm collecting friends, like a weird, like serial killer way. But I love that though. But I just like a skin from everyone, a little piece of hair from your friends. But again, but I think you said like, what do, what friendships and energies do I need? Do I thrive in and having that group, finding that group for myself rather than trying to fit into an existing one. Um, Yes. And so like, I'm always, I'm definitely still like open to and looking to make more and different friends. Um, but it's also nice to know that, like, when in doubt, I have I have you or Iris or some of my older friends um, that I've had, you know, forever to, to fall back on and to kind of have my back as you kind of fumble your way through becoming an adult who wants adult friends. Yes, absolutely. I think that that is, like, the one thing that every woman who I ever speak to on the podcast is always saying is, like, but what I, here's another thing that I think is interesting, but we are getting along winded, so I'll try to wrap this up. But I think it's really interesting because, like, I'm looking to do a tribe, do a tribe. I'm looking to make one. Like, I'm, I'm taking applications. I'm just kidding. I'm really not. Um, but, like, looking for a tribe. Jamie's looking for a tribe. 
you're looking for a tribe and we all know each other. Why do you think that we all are not in a tribe? For me, I think I'm scared to be like, yeah, no, like we're in a tribe and we're, we're taking applications to join it because I'm like, but what if, what if Jamie doesn't think we're a tribe? What if she doesn't think we're that close? And I've now made a weird and horrible assumption. I feel like this is like something that I really want to talk about, like not on this episode because it's like super long, but like, that's the thing that I'm noticing. Right. So like I talk to you and you're like, yep, I'm looking for my girl tribe. Jamie, yep, I'm looking for my girl tribe. But we're all like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my girl tribe. I forgot to say that part. Like, me too, self included. But we're all like on Bumble. Like, we're all hanging out. Like, Jamie has met, I've met, like, there's a girl named Kristen who I love. I think she's fabulous. She like did the military and now she's out and she's a lawyer. Like, she's a three. You would love her. And like, she's so fun. And just like her husband's in the fucking Secret Service, which your husband's a DA. That seems like a fucking tribe member. I've got another friend named Jen who's like wonderful and magical and also a three, like into marketing, looking to figure out like how can she like get in there and like make her mark and like grow in doing this. And she's like so tenacious, such a hard worker, wonderful, long-term partner. I have a friend that I met named Christina, married. She's a teacher, but she like loves to have fun. She thinks she's awkward and, but she's always down for things, wants to like go do a day spa together. Like all of these girls like sound like they would be people who would be friends with you too. Yeah. We're we're both looking for stuff and we're both like, it's like kind of like when you're looking in your refrigerator and there's all the foods and you got them, but you're still looking for them. So sometimes I question to myself, like, what the fuck am I even looking for? Like, maybe I have my tribe, but like, how do you make that happen? So like, that's something that like either like, I want to talk a little bit further about on the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. we'll maybe see if you could do We'll. I definitely talk to Jamie about it, but I'm just like, but why? Like, why are we all like, we got a fridge full of food. We got the fixings for a sandwich, but we're like not making a sandwich. We're just like still going to the grocery store, wandering the aisles. Um, And I fucking hate that shit. I fucking hate meeting new people. It sucks. Anyway. um, So yeah, like, I think we should all think about this a little bit more. Yeah. It's an occurrence that has come to me like through this conversation and like other ones too. And I'm like, why is this, why is this happening? Like, are we all afraid to commit? Like, what's going on? Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining me. This was like such a fun conversation. I really yeah. actually, I've never talked to you over the phone before. And this was fun. We should talk <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> what's funny is like, I, I'm starting to also get better at it. It's one thing I've never been good at. But by the way, listeners, if you have any suggestions, but like, how, not just how do you find a tribe? Because I think we've been pretty clear. We're good at finding yeah, people. We're looking. Like, we're looking. How do you, how do you, how do you make Jane, um, Iris's proverbial sandwich? Like, yes. <laughs> Try we have sandwich. We've got we've got the fix again. We've got the fixings, but how do you put it together? Like, do we group text? Like, hey y'all. Yeah. Start- like, what do we do? Iris like, is hey, starting a tribe. tribe. <laughs> Who, who's in? Yeah. Who's it? And like, like I, I don't know, right? Like, is it official? Are there dues? Is it what's happening? Like, is there a mandatory hangout, Cal? I just have questions. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yes. Good solution. Good suggestions, Laurel. If anyone has any ideas about how you make an official tribe, please let me know because I feel like. I got all the fixings. I just, I can't put the sandwich together. And I don't know why. I'm not really sure what's going on there. It was so good talking to you. I hope that we will get you back on here soon. And I also hope to see you again. I haven't seen you in like six months. So I hope I we can get together soon too. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope eventually I can also meet Katie whenever she's like appropriately acclimated to me. Because as you know, I secretly want a dog. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like side note of like closing this conversation and not making everybody do it. Like you are welcome to come over and hang out in my backyard and socially distance at any time that you want. We're right off the expressway and Katie would love to meet you. Wonderful. All right. Well, okay. so great chatting, Iris. So good. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Mike. 
And this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile. And Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.